And and uh, are the clinking ice cubes going to be acceptable for your? Uh, oh, super good! I love it. <laughs> okay. It's very classy. So classy. Nice. Oh, that's fine. Chris, you're disagreeing? No, it's just always annoying, and you tell me to stop when I do it. No, because it's not oh. class. It's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> so bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, "This'll be the day that I die." This will be the day that I die. Good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode 113. We have now done as many episodes as a number considered unlucky by motocross enthusiasts. Speaking of things that high school boys like but eventually grow out of, this week we're talking about The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. And in case you're wondering why we're reviewing something thought, commonly thought to be really good, uh, this topic was chosen by a poll that we put up on Facebook of a classic work of literature that people wanted to ha- hear us talk about. So there is a large seething underbelly of rage about this book, at least among the 30 people who voted. <laughs> at least nine people. <laughs> <laughs> it's by a plurality. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and if you want to keep if you want to keep track of other polls for the future or stuff like this, you can follow us at facebook.com/readandweep. Uh, or if you have a, st- of a topic that you desperately want us to cover, you can force us to do it against our will by going to read-weep.com slash sponsor. If you go to that website for under $30, you can choose any topic under the sun, and you can even pick your favorite guest or your favorite segments and have us do it. And uh, within the boundaries laid out on that website, we will do any topic. So go there right now and sponsor us. It'll be a lot of fun for everybody. So Mr. Simplot, I like cheese. Also, of course, you can read along with this uh, with this particular book. You can get it for free if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. And uh, by going to that address, because you're our fans, if you sign up for a free trial of Audible's Book a Month Audiobook Club, you can get a free audiobook of any kind, including this one. And you support our show. And you keep the book and the support of our show, even if you cancel, before they charge you anything. What a good deal. We're not saying you have to cancel. But you could. That'd be fine. Still support Alright, now let me introduce you to today's panel, because we have a good one today. First up, of course, I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. You can now subscribe to me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Alex Falcone, because Facebook has made another method for people to ignore what I say. <laughs> and I'm really stoked about it, so get in there. Get the lifetime subscription. <laughs> Alex Falcone, the man, the myth, the legend. If you subscribe to me on uh, on Facebook, uh, every eight weeks I will send you several cards reminding you to renew your subscription for next year. <laughs> and get a, f- get a free issue of Sports Illustrated. It's great. Oh, man. Does that include the swimsuit edition? It, it Well, of course not. That's where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> the sports loss leader for the swimsuit pictures. I'm not going to re- renew that on my Alex Falcone. I think I'm going to cancel it. Maybe oh, I'll- do you mean me? Because my Facebook does come with the swimsuit edition of me. Ooh. Huh. <laughs> just once a year, you take a photo in swim trunks and be like, here you go, internet. Well, there's two pictures. There's one in the one piece, and then there's one in a two piece, which is the swim trunks and a hat. <laughs> I guess there are many pieces. One in a 16 piece with like a monocle and like a cane. And a, <laughs> the whole a bow tie. Setup, yeah. Kickboard. <laughs> Kickboard counts as a piece. 
accessory. All right. And here's the actual panel today. First up, he got kicked out of prep school again, probably for being emo and doing too much old-fashioned swearing, in Northern California. It's Ezra Fox. I'm going to pay for a goddamn hooker to not have sex with me. Speaking of which, she's a young goddamn hooker who's not having sex with you in a New York hotel, and she is stealing $5 from you, which in 2011 is $43.84, so substantial. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. I had to wake up at this hour and get enough money to buy a hardcover novel or two from Ezra Fox, and you know what? He doesn't even get to have sex with me? Oh, okay, I guess that's a good deal. That's a good deal. $43.84, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I know. And she was only expecting to get the forty three eighty four, but she actually ends up getting eighty seven sixty eight. I mean, her hourly wage is fantastic. Pretty, yeah. Her hourly wage is fantastic, but she probably has severe emotional trauma. Right. So there's a large yeah. overhead both in money paid to doorman and in emotional trauma. <laughs> That's right. All right, and also we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, <laughs> she'll neck with you in the back of the car, no matter who you are. She, she doesn't even care if you keep your kings in the back row. In Iowa City, it's Thessaly LaForce. Hi, can I borrow your houndstooth blazer for tonight? Don't stretch of it out course. with gigantic upper body. Of course I wouldn't. <laughs> like, you could just decide to be skinnier tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to flex because I don't want to stretch out your jacket. <laughs> I've heard that's that's a superpower reserve for high school basketball centers, is they have, like, kind of, you know, morphic features. Yeah. yeah. So, Do you remember who played center for your high school? You don't. Because <laughs> he's a morphic? That's he right. Into somebody else. He was many people. <laughs> They're shapeshifters. That's or because right. it was a long time ago. Or because I don't know what position that was. <laughs> also, uh, I, I should mention up, up front. I think that uh, Thessaly is a, a great person to have for this work of classic literature because she's a she's a Meta Rosenberg Fellow at the Iowa Writers Workshop, so she knows a thing or two about good writing. She's also a former editor from the Paris Review Daily and the New Yorker. Or no, and she's a New Yorkerer. Uh, worked for NewYorker.com. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's just the errs that confuse me. <laughs> anyway, it's really great to have you on talking about this. I look forward to it. Thanks. I'm excited. Cool. So, Chris. Yo. As always, we have you summarize because of your freakish recall and your dose of tones. And uh, so today, I would like you to summarize this. The first half, I should say, we're going to do this book in two parts. So summarize the first half of this book in the style of a frustrated teenager in the 1940s. So there's this goddamn kid. All right. There's this goddamn kid named Holden Caulfield, and he goes to some crappy private school, some crummy private school. And, you know, he's with all these idiots, these morons that just they pick at their zits and they clip at their toenails and they make out with girls. But Holden wants to make out with girls and he feels sexy all the time, except, you know, he he didn't really feel all that sexy. You know, he's a terrific lover, except nobody's ever really given a chance, chance. And, you know, he, he's getting kicked out of that crummy private school because they don't really like him, but he doesn't really like them. And and that's fine. He, he's going to go home to New York and he's going to go f- home a few days early and hang out with prostitutes and, and tour from Seattle, Washington, and Ooh. and drink drinks and smoke cigarettes and, and try to reconnect with his little sister eventually. But uh, most of the time, he just wanders around New York and says these crummy things, these lousy, phony, corny things, and <laughs> talks about how he hates everything. And it's true, because everything's the worst. And, you know, he could do a whole lot with it. I'm, I'm sure he has a lot of skills. Nobody's ever, you know, really seen it yet. But, uh, but he could make a big difference. <laughs> and yet he doesn't. The book. <laughs> <laughs> That was all the subtitle. It's called uh, The Catcher in the Rye, colon, and then all of that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was called Sex in the City, the prequel. <laughs> I thought it was called Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Let's let's get into it. So we like to start and end with a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich, and that's what makes us fair criticism. So even when we don't like something, it still seems like we're uh, being polite to it, like your your boss when he fired you. So here is the opening compliment. In this round, Thessaly, you get to go because you're the guest. Go either first Ooh. or last. Which do you prefer? I prefer first. Go for it. Jump in. Um, well, I thought the, you know, I think the voice is is original, and I think it's it's like, you know, like I feel like it. David Foster Wallace kind of sound kind of sounds like it. Philip Roth kind of sounded like it. Um, I feel like bloggers today adopt the voice uh, that is in Catcher in the Rye, and uh, it's my favorite part of the book. Yeah. Do you think kids ever adopt that voice in life? As in, is it an authentic voice for a 17-year-old? Is that your question? Yeah, if I was in English class, yes. Uh, no, I think, and you know, it got the book was turned down by The New Yorker because it was the teenage characters were considered too precocious and, th- and thus unbelievable. But I think what is authentic to the voice is the sort of like large feeling of alienation. What isn't authentic is sort of like the uncanny judgments of everyone in Holden's life. Like, I think that's not something a teenager is capable of really doing. Uh, well, from my experience with teenagers, they are capable of judgment, just not this, uh, not this effusive judgment. It'd be more no, like, right. shit is fat whatever yeah or like she sucks yeah. or like he's creepy but like yeah. yeah like holden can kind of articulate exactly why his roommate is like you know a good-looking guy who gets sexy with girls in cars <laughs> yeah holden's kind of like the original hater you know he's <laughs> i mean yeah he's he's gonna hate yeah he really is does that make stradlater the original like haters gonna hate roly-poly guy walking down the street <laughs> roly-poly guy it's the meme right yeah, yeah. You've seen that gift? No, I haven't. As knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving right along. Chris, you're going to be the second. What is your major compliment? Oh, hang on. I'm just watching this guy for a long time. <laughs> it's a, it's a loop, Chris. Hate. He's never going to trip over anything. It's just... <laughs> Damn it. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing. Is Holden, <laughs> Holden Caulfield... Uh, is a very hyper-intelligent judge of people and has a great vocabulary and is funny and swears and, you know, says crude things. But this, for example, he hires a hooker, but he doesn't do the deed because he's scared and depressed. Mm-hmm. And my compliment is you can <laughs> see how much this has affected the American psyche. Take a look at budget discussions in Washington. Okay. <laughs> It's exactly the same. Take a look at our foreign policy. It's exactly the same. Are you suggesting Congress didn't want to raise the debt ceiling because they were depressed? And secretly had been drinking all day. (laughs) (laughs) Just had like 30 cigarettes today and didn't feel like passing a budget. I know. That's exactly how I feel today while recording. (laughs) Don't don't want to pass a budget? Yeah, I don't want to pass a budget. I want to go (laughs) dance with 30-year-old ladies. Well, touche. I mean, that's how I feel all the time. Maybe yeah. I maybe I'm secretly smoking. Yeah, or maybe you're secretly Holden Caulfield, or secretly Lord of the Dance. Well, <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> That's out. More of a headband. Yeah. From now Oof. on. All right, Ezra, Yikes. your major compliment. Um, I think just Holden Caulfield is really such a, a trendsetter and and really influential. He is also the original cougar hunter. I think you guys realize. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he has a mm. hunt cap on. He's got his sights set. Yeah, on he the, does. The cougars. <laughs> right. So he does have that hunting cap. Uh, and he, he's also totally, um, you know, getting along well with um, Eddie Birdsell's mom. Yeah. Who, despite being like 40, you know, is really quite attractive. Yeah. And he knows how to, he knows how to woo them is by telling moms that their kids are awesome. 
and then trying to drink with you on a train. I think he would have he would have gotten it if uh, his nose hadn't started bleeding, you know. He definitely yeah. would have worked yeah. out. Definitely would have given her the time if his nose hadn't cock blocked him. <laughs> Damn <laughs> you, Accutane! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I've been cock blocked by uh, by changes of altitude. Fans, tell give us a word for that thing when when altitude or your nose cock blocks you. A nosebleed cock blocks <laughs> yeah, you. Let us know what that word is. Okay, thank. You. <laughs> okay, so my compliment, I guess, is to I, what I think is a, an even more unique voice than Holden Caulfield, which is Horowitz, the naturalist cab driver. I love him. <laughs> he was so good. So, so uh, Holden wants is really has never heard of ducks flying south, so he's really curious about where the ducks go when it gets cold. And this cab driver, he asks every cab driver this question, and uh, Horowitz goes, "I don't know about the ducks, but I know the fish stay there during the winter." <laughs> Which is already brilliant etymology, right? The uh, and no, yeah, uh, not that fishemology. Oh, ornithology or, or uh, sure ornithology? Yeah, that's theology. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, pescatoriology. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he certainly knows where the fish don't go. But then his theory is that when it freezes over, the fish just get frozen in place and absorb nutrients through because they open all their pores to the ice, and then they absorb seaweed through the ice. It's a great theory. How could this it's not be what's theory. happening? Yeah. <laughs> it is what's happening. Mother Nature is screwing fish if this is not what's happening. Uh, like, well, of course they don't die. Mother Nature wouldn't wouldn't just let them die like that, so surely she accounted for this by putting lots of nutrients in poor... What animal can just absorb nutrients through their pores? That's awesome. Yeah, Sponges? and through a non-permeable solid. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's right, nice. right. It's it's not like a sponge or like you know yeah. shape made of straws. Right. I think I'm gonna yeah. Um, yeah. When it's winter time and I don't feel like going anywhere, I'm just gonna put myself in a bath of Ensure and just wait for it to absorb through me. <laughs> Mother wait, Nature will take care of Ezra. And you'll also have to open your pores first. So I recommend like a a scrub of some kind, like an apricot, uh, apricot scrub. scrub, an exfoliant. Yeah, you mean an exfoliant? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Some pumice. A good sauna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really open fast. that shit up, take and then you can absorb all. All of the insure. <laughs> you should. You, we should definitely take all of our advice from cabbies, as quoted from the '40s by J.D. Salinger. <laughs> Actually, Ezra, the problem is if you were to do that, I bet even observed through the pores, the insure would still taste like crap. <laughs> it would just the whole, your whole body would be like, ah, oh, this isn't chocolate. Oh, man, there goes our insure sponsorship, Alex. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I will. Uh... I'm sure we'll get by. <laughs> Mother Nature will provide. <laughs> she will. My pores are open to all new sponsorships. <laughs> all right. So compliments out of the way. It is time for our hate game, where we discuss what we didn't like about the book. Today's hate game is called Hates Up, Seven Up. Wherein the popular girls keep picking each other, and you just have to keep putting your head down, your hate down, and your thumb up. Do I go first right. again? <laughs> it doesn't matter. In this game, any order, any uh, this will be just uh, jump in when you got something you want to talk about. All but right. you sound enthusiastic, so yes, please, Thessaly, start us out. Well, I I don't hate anything about it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if we can come up with some things. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, I got a hate. Okay, go ahead. You start. Uh, this is a hate on our culture for not catching on uh, the phrase for the phrase um, "so long, crumbum," not being the current goodbye. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that had legs. It was it was clearly an insult, but I have yet to figure out what part of him. Like you just have a crummy butt. 
Your butt's not good? <laughs> Who is he saying that to? Is it to Stradler? Or the, is the, it pros- to... the prostitute. Oh, the prostitute. Oh. So oh. crumb bum means somebody who pays prostitutes for conversation. Yeah. So, like a crummy mm. bum. You crummy bum. You're bad at you. being a bum because you're. You I'd be. I'd be such a crumb bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would not pay your prostitutes. Well, no, I mean I would pay them. I just. I. I think I'd like to talk. You know. Are you, you're just like yeah. a sociologist. You just want to interview prostitutes. Yeah. I, I identified with Holden's urge to ask her why she was doing what she was doing. I, think, I yeah. wish she had oh, asked absolutely. her. Absolutely. Chris, you want to hate? Uh, sure. Holden, once again, lack of follow-through here. Mostly it's lack of follow-through that I don't like here. He makes a snowball at private school because when they're out and he wants to hit something. And for all intents and purposes, it is a perfect throwing snowball. I mean, he brags about this snowball and how good the snow is going to be. And yet, he never throws it. It's unwasted potential because he looks at the car. It is beautiful and white. He looks at the tree. It is beautiful and white. I think he needs to stop looking at things that are white. (laughs) <laughs> and start looking at things that could be whiter. And what I mean by that is maybe the back of a girl's head. Yeah. And then running away. That's a classic move. <laughs> maybe a window, you know? Yeah. I Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, we, we shouldn't judge because this is still early in the book, right? This is like Chekhov's gun. He will throw this snowball by the end <laughs> the of the snowball book. snowball will go off. Yeah, but he dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The snowball no, will go off. No, he doesn't drop it. The bus driver makes him uh, oh, that's right. toss it out the yeah, window. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's still sitting there on the streets of of wherever. Frozen in time. Yes, waiting for by the end of the book, it'll just if no one throws it, it'll just throw itself. I'm sure. Yeah, because it's made of uh, a lot of potential snowball destruction. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something that pisses me off about Holden that I will say uh, is uh, I hate people who are bad at exaggerating. <laughs> That really irritates me. And he says, he shakes hands with this jock guy, and he said, he was the kind of guy who tried to break about 40 of your fingers when he shakes your hand. And that's not even in the ballpark of how many fingers you have. (laughs) The guy was trying to break two to four fingers. (laughs) Maybe five. (laughs) Maybe even all five of them. But there's no, he he wasn't like, in this one handshake, I need to get other hands in here so I can break all of them. You've never done that? Where you're like, I'm not going to just destroy your fingers, but your children's fingers and your children's (laughs) children's fingers. (laughs) The memory of this handshake is going to last for generations. How does that even happen? Your your kids have, like, handshake stigmata from me. (laughs) Weird. Okay, I found something I didn't like. I did not like when Ackley sat on Holden's bed and put his pimply face on Holden's pillow. That really grossed me out. That's gross. Well, he was all about gross. But that's, like, super gross. Um, I hate people clipping their nails in front of me, so I don't don't know if I could could say that's worse than when he was like, I'm just going to put my toenails here. Ooh, gross. Oh, toenails are not worse. Yeah. Well, Sorry, and plus the pillow, like, I can wash the pillowcase, but I'm not going to go around picking up your toenails off my carpet, except with the palms of my feet, and then it'll hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty nasty. Like, also, is there a word for the palm of your feet besides the palm of your feet? Soul. Yeah, the soul. The soul. soul. That's what it is. I knew that. I knew it was there. <laughs> that prep school vocabulary, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we should play a game of, like, crumbum, moron, or phony. Because, like, <laughs> you know, which of these things is, you know, like... Is the is the toenail thing like is that a crumb bum thing, a phony thing, or a moron thing? You know. I mean, it's not a crumb bum. Crumb bum is very specific about paying prostitutes for conversation. <laughs> yeah, we we did define crumb bum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moron with a dash of crumb bum. Like you think you would pay a prostitute to watch him cut his toenails? <laughs> 
I think Ackley's all talk. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't pay her for shit. That sounds yeah. like a phony to me. Yeah, that does sound phony. Mm. I think we've agreed then. I, I have a. I have a hate. Yeah, hate. Hate me. Okay. So um. Hate me with your best shot. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's definitely not my best shot. Okay. So this is uh this book inadvertently caused my least favorite diet to exist. <laughs> Atkins, I think, is a direct a descendant of Catcher in the Rye. Oh. Basically, he said that um, Holder was supposed to go on this diet where you eat a lot of starches and crap to gain weight and all. That sounds like Atkins is just like, oh, starches make you fat. All right, cut those out. Let's do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also yeah. his diet involves a lot of booze and cigarettes, which... Uh... Incidentally, you also cut out on Atkins. Well, it do was you, also... you do cut out cigarettes? I mean, there's no I think carbs in really the well, advice of... I don't know. <laughs> You're not smoking breadsticks, Chris. There, this pretty... seems like you should be allowed. Menthol is carb Wait, free. <laughs> you're not smoking breadsticks? Hang on. <laughs> Sometimes I do pretend I'm in the opening to uh, to a mob movie or, uh, or yeah. The Sopranos, and I hold a cigar, a, a breadstick like it's a cigar, but I've never actually lit it. Okay. <laughs> it's just for show? You don't you light would... it? Like Big Willie style? No, I don't. I just, I just, just chew it a little bit. It's a nice oral fixation right there. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's the like breadstick even... is just a breadstick, all right, Thessaly? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying anything unusual. And, and unless they're those like the Olive Garden breadsticks that have a lot of crap on them, they're probably not causing you mouth cancer. So it's a better oral fixation. No, of course, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the cheese, uh, the cheese sticks, the braided cheese sticks. Those are oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As a cigar, I'd smoke the crap out of that. Totally. <laughs> All right, I have a. Here's another hate. I I hate that Hol- Holden is pretending to be so alone and depressed in the world when he's clearly great with women not only the older (laughs) woman but he also was like hey i'm in new york and i i'm lonely why don't i just use this phone number that a person gave me two years ago and just call this chick and ask her out like with those skills you're gonna be fine dude yeah that's true guys got game apparently Dude's got total game, and he walk. He's just like, I'm in a bar, and I'm 12, and there's these 30 year old women, and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll just walk up and ask them to dance, and insist that like, and keep hanging out and taking their abuse while they're laughing at him until they actually dance, and then he dances with the chick and is good at it and makes conversate. Dude's got serious game. You're gonna be mm. fine. He does have game, but let's remember his date with Sally Hayes. His his date with Sally. Sorry, Hayes. which one is Sally that Hayes? That's the girl I used to go with. Uh, I guess. A little bit. It's. I guess it is the second half of the book. Oops. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I, oh. I, I'm not there yet. Well, so things are not going to go great for his game later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> salt in his Big game. Suspense. So I gather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, but still, like, the fact that he could walk up to a table and ask them out and they laugh in his face and he sticks it out means he can go on more than one bad date and be fine. I'm just saying, like, this guy has got so much going for him that there are plenty of angsty kids who don't have that much going for him that have got to be pissed when they're reading this like you know i don't even have a chance yeah. i wasn't rich and and suave yeah i mean i guess holden's thing is he's he's sad <laughs> yeah sad. he's got some he's, emotional he's baggage. pining after jane yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah but emotionally unavailable god it's so sexy Alex, you seem like you're pretty well won over by Holden. It's <laughs> a little my type. Yeah, everyone everyone gets one Holden. Yeah. I think he he just can't stick to the so, rules though. He has game, but then he kind of screws oh, it up. It's, he's got game, but he doesn't play by anyone else's rules. <laughs> man, you're just you're just you're just buttering it up, man. This is good. 
I want to hold him. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so basically we've created the segment that I was going to put a name on, but like this doesn't feel modern enough. And that's one of the things that I have trouble with, which is like it feels because people feels so... are polite and don't talk on their cell phones yeah. you for a Motorola Razor it's to so... make an appearance, Alex. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that would feel pretty outdated, too. But <laughs> I Motorola just... Razor. <laughs> yeah, Holden's yeah, just texting the whole time. Are, are you guys really just going to do 90s references when I say this is outdated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, this is so... Might throw in some Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was so angry and yet didn't pick up his Nintendo 64 game controller. And but just... hold on. I don't, I don't think Holden is angry. I think he's just unwilling to submit to an authority that he respects. Yeah, so shouldn't he be on his Xbox playing Call of Duty all day and just ignoring the school? Instead of wandering around New York? I think he has, like, a really sensitive side to him. Like, I know that, like, the snowball incident was, you know, hate-worthy. But, like, I think it's kind of touching that Holden, like, could acknowledge the sort of pristine beauty of, like, a fresh snowfall and, like, didn't want to disturb it. Or, like, even his appreciation of women is kind of touching. And, like, I think he's sensitive, you know? Here's the thing about what you just said, though, is his his... I play this game in my head of whether or not I actually like Holden because mm-hmm. he can, it changes so much from sentence to sentence and it can even do it in the same sentence. So like, I, I feel like, wow, he's so nice to women. And then he'll say something like, I'm still a virgin because I stop when girls say stop. And most of my friends like, don't stop when mm-hmm. she says stop. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on board with you. And then he goes, and, uh, girls are always saying stop because girls are so dumb. They don't know what they mean. That's in that one sentence. That's why he's nice to women. Cause they're so dumb. They don't know any better. Like, that's touching. It's really sweet how he is. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, that's a little that's a little creepy right I mean, there. I think it's just a little... confliction, like conflicting feelings though, of being a high school boy where maybe you want to like you know take a girl out and like talk to her. Maybe you want to spit water on her face. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pervert. That's another thing I, I had trouble with is the perverts in New York are so outdated. <laughs> Modern perverts are so much worse than just spitting water in each other's faces in a hotel room. I've never seen that. <laughs> no. Are you, you really like, from New York or something? It's, it's not. <laughs> no, that's not, like right now, those same like those same people would be like tied together with leather and hot wax spitting. Oh, right. I see. Faces. You, you want to see some swings and some whips and swinging whips. <laughs> this this kid in modern times has the Internet. He is not impressed by a guy wearing women's clothing and walking around a hotel room by himself. For yeah, that, is, if the... there's not a liberator involved, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I read this Sorry, essay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A what, Chris? A liberator. liberator. It's, it's a large foam wedge. Yeah. Oh, it allows right. you to get some angles that you wouldn't yeah. be able to otherwise. Oh, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah, I've heard about this. Free. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. A, a friend of mine tried it. <laughs> a friend of mine really liked it. <laughs> on their own? Liberated by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just put on some women's clothing and laid interesting angles. <laughs> Can I just say that the, the swings and whips uh, thing really made me think of like a like a Tomb Raider level or something like that. Like, it's just like really complicated mm. like dungeon or something you have to go through to, to get to the sex. Yeah. Or or like a horse playground. Hmm. Uh, like you'd whip them and be like, swing faster, swing faster, and then they'd swing. <laughs> horse swings? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, that's because that's the, well, that's the whipping part is the horses, but then they're on swings because it's a horse playground. 
That's very cute. That kind of swing. <laughs> okay, very good. I'm trying so. to do a disinuendo. Disinuendo. An outuendo. Yeah. I'm trying to do an outuendo, and it was it was not working really well. But there you go. It was a good effort. All, so here's another uh, here's another thing about the the old fashionedness that I think is weird. It's like uh, all the swearing is so, you know, like dad gummit. Like, <laughs> dad gummit. It's so out, like the swearing is so cute. Like if this, this is a modern kid would know so many more words that were so much more uh, sexy and violent. I mean, he'd, he'd really be able to swear. This old swearing is like, he says hell, and then the prostitute's like, don't talk like that in front of me. Let me see if I can put together a blue track yeah. for you. The, the blonde that he was dragging, dancing with. Well, right, but weren't you the one who was saying crumb bum should come back? Ezra was the one who was saying that. <laughs> okay. Well, Chris, was right weren't you you're saying wrong, that? <laughs> <laughs> I think Thessaly is the one who said that, but I don't, I'm not sure that that's the truth. I think Crumbum should stay where it is in the old world. Alex, let me see if I can play you a, a bleep track. He's got this superior attitude all the time. Ackley said, I don't even think this is intelligent. He thinks he is. He thinks he's about the most... Ackley, for sake, will you please cut your nails over the table? I've asked you 50 times. It, you know what it is? It's like it's like uh, Deadwood if Deadwood wasn't doing what it was. Yeah, it's the opposite of Canceled. Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> right. If it was still running. <laughs> no, so Deadwood does all the really intense, gnarly swearing in the modern swearing because when they if yeah. they did like Dad Gummit, it would have sounded really weird. And uh, so they they tried to show the feeling of the swearing. I feel like it's just like like the dollars, right? Like the five dollars then is forty three eighty five or something now. So, I feel like I just have you, to multiply yeah. all the swearing by eight times because of swearing Person's inflation. Alex, yeah. do you think that in the Alex Rule publishing, all books instead of a uh, instead of any dollar amounts, we're just going to have an Excel formula that plugs into the current rate of exchange plus inflation? <laughs> this is something we can finally do with Kindle books. Is we can have we can add in parentheticals like da 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 in today's dollars or uh, cocksucker in today's swearing. <laughs> Yeah, did you guys hear about that project that where these people inserted a uh, robot instead of the N-word for Huckleberry Finn? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. It's, it, that was in response to the project to change the N-word to something... To... Yeah. What was it? Slave, slave or something? Yeah, to slave, it's yeah. It's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, I kept, like, when they were like, cut out that swear, and I was, like, reading the line before, being like, really? He swore? And which which he word was she upset it. by? <laughs> I think goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn was particularly offensive. Yeah. 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 Because he didn't drop it. He wasn't like, damn. Yeah, like they like they would on TV now, where apparently so what, damn what, is not the problem, it's the god problem. What is goddamn yeah. now? What's our goddamn? I think it's, I think it's uh, motherfucker. motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Is it really that intense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, because actually, I mean, it's hard. I was going to say, because actually, motherfucker is not that intense anymore. Mm. Yeah, but motherfucker always gets changed to mother lover or mother whatever in the yeah, version you, see, you find on TNT. Right, right. So it's um, like that half. Mother baker. Yeah. Mother robot. Baker mother. Yeah. <laughs> robot fucker. How about, is it taint, maybe? Like, <laughs> yep. No. Instead of goddamn, no. be like sweaty taint. Nobody says taint. Yeah. No, no one's, no. Or douchebag. No, nobody's walking around like, man, that guy over there is acting like such a sweaty taint douchebag. <laughs> but maybe it's the no, feel. The, um, no, I think I think goddamn has got to be fucking like fucking. because he because it's a it's a it's a preparatory swear. It's not actually the the subject. He's not like you are a goddamn. That's true. He's like you're a goddamn moron, and right now I'd be like you're a fucking moron. 
You mean you're a motherfucking moron, but yeah, yeah maybe yeah. Motherfucker, I don't know. I'm gonna I, especially tainty just... moron. Yeah, you're a tainty <laughs> moron. Sweaty tainty. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your edition. I'll have mine. was required but not approved by audible guys i just pitched audible on having jd salinger as a new spokesman and they love it i think he's dead but like tupac dead jesus dead 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 oh i mean just just give back their advance and we'll uh oh. oh did you blow it all in new york on cigarettes and cocktails maybe after running away from prep school very maybe hey guys J.D. Salinger was a super reclusive hermit. No one knows what he sounds like or even that he's dead. We can do this. And now, a moment with J.D. Salinger. When I'm not outgrowing my old shell and moving into a bigger shell, I like to get a free book from audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Ladies and gentlemen, J.D. Salinger. Hello there. I invented the desalination machine and I like books from audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. That's some low sodium. Hi, I'm J.D. Salinger, and I gave Flannery O'Connor the time while listening to my own book from audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. I'm Flannery O'Connor, and that happened. I'm J.D. Salinger. I'm actually a woman. Did I blow your mind? I'm J.D. Salinger. Can I have some cheese? Hi, I'm J.D. Salinger. According to conspiracy theorists, my book makes people assassinate people. It totally does. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Get a book. Don't kill Reagan. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Here is a cheese, J.D. Salinger. Flannery O'Connor is a tiger in the sack. Who's Flannery O'Connor? Come on. <sighs> Come on, really? Yeah. And she got a nice little bob cut. I like how you're wondering who a famous author is and you're researching on Google Images. <laughs> well, we've been looking at all the images of old celebrities, so I thought this was another one like, this is who the prostitute looked like. She looked like young Flannery O'Connor. Oh my god, she wrote sacrilege. Hella, she wrote hella good stuff. She went to Iowa, and apparently <laughs> the first one of her stories she workshopped, this is like lore, they were like, it's perfect, no need to workshop. I mean, that's just a, yeah. that's just lousy teaching. That's badass. That's lazy teaching. <laughs> no, that's badass. I don't know, I mean, I teach a class on comedy, and if I say that to somebody, it's because I don't feel like telling them how, what I really feel. Yeah, but what if you had like, Flannery O'Connor in your comedy class? I know. What if it was Flannery O'Connor? <laughs> well, I'd be like, why are you why are you reading this novel, woman who died 50 years ago? <laughs> also, this is a comedy class. <laughs> okay, that would be some good teaching. <laughs> like, so your character clearly is the dead woman, so really play that up. You know, we, we got to know that you're dead from the first, like, say, you got to do a joke about being dead, because that, that's the elephant in the room, yeah. Flannery O'Connor. We want to hear about what death is like. If there's a dead woman in the in the room, it has to go off. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do the second half of the compliment sandwich, guys. So this is uh, this is your minor compliment from the book, and we're gonna go in reverse order. So Smarty McSmartPants can go last, um, <laughs> which means I forgot. Me first? You. Yeah, me first. Yeah. Um, 
So we talked about about the about this a little bit before, but I love unreliable narrator. I think it's just the best literary device ever because once I've decided I don't trust the narrator, everything he says, I'm like, nah, it didn't happen. So he 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 gets on the bus and he has to put the snowball down, and I'm like, there was no bus. And then I just get yeah. to deny his reality the entire time it's happening. It's not a bus. That was a train. <laughs> that wasn't a snowball. You had to set down your hamster out there. That yeah. You didn't hit on some guy's mother. That was a magazine. <laughs> I like how trust is really all or nothing for you, huh? It really is. It's a it's a toggle. <laughs> you you screw up once. I will never trust anything you say. So especially like when he goes on and on about how much I'm gonna like his sister. I fucking hate his sister. Wait, does he have a sister? I, I tainting hate yeah. sister. I <laughs> tainting hate. Totally hate sister. <laughs> um, you so gross. So the the people from Seattle were they actually from Seattle then, Alex? Those people were from Olympia and were just claiming Seattle because they thought <laughs> I would know it better. Oh, people would totally do that. Yep. Uh, what yeah. a bunch of assholes. Yeah, my compliment. Since since we're talking about since we're talking about Seattle, I'm just gonna throw in my compliment. Yeah, go people for it. from Seattle are billed as excellent dancers. And, uh, you know, that's one of those good my, my lady and I went to a wedding uh, last weekend and we were totally good dancers and everybody else was like not a very good dancer. So all those stupid Portland so kids couldn't dance. That's right. But they're not really from Portland. They're all like Beaverton and 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 Hillsborough. <laughs> yeah, Heights. but they all, they all claim Portland. Similar we claim to... Seattle. And you know what? Yeah. Seattle won. Portland less dancey. <laughs> Your scoreboard is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that that's would take not, up so much more space than just a zero. That's not binary, yeah, apparently, that we score on. Yeah. It's not binary, no. This is not a zero-sum game. Parties this isn't not. like trust. Come on, guys. Nope, it's not. Ezra? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for hate uh, for my like. Um, I'm a big fan of old-timey uh, illnesses um, because I think it makes things you know sound less threatening. And so mm-hmm. uh, old Spencer had the grip which I think is a delightful <laughs> word for the flu. It's a great old disease. Yeah, and I wouldn't then, mind uh, yeah, having any old time yeah. disease. Because, you know, I'd, I'll take some gout. I'll take some plague. Um, yeah, a little bit of the French disease. Some rickets. Um, Ugh. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Why would you want all those things? And the grip was called that because it was the grip of death. What? It's from it's from French, though, isn't it? Le grip of le death. <laughs> Okay. That leaves <laughs> Thessaly. What is your final, uh, the nice thing for this episode? What's your last like? Oh, I see. My last like. My last like is the fact that Holden has a nice, nice typewriter, even though we don't ever get to see him using it. Mm. Yeah. Does it? And nice luggage well, he too. Did, didn't, he, didn't he sell it? Yeah, he sold bucks. it. He sold it but for like it twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Ninety. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's crazy, worth- actually. That's so much, actually. I wish I had my calculator really nice back typewriter. But it's like, yeah, that's like seven hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's dude, crazy. That's like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's laptop money. That's yeah, laptop that's money. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess that's not that crazy then that he would have had a laptop in 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 school. Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, like a I mean, MacBook Pro. Mm, yeah. Or, it was a rich school, so he would definitely have been given a MacBook Pro when he went off to school. Yeah. And then he would like he sold it for you know five hundred dollars when he left because he was in a hurry. And he was like, "Yeah, you like computers? Will you buy this in the middle of the night?" <laughs> like, yeah, of course. But but typewriters are awesome. So a good job. I mean, it does only run Microsoft Office fifty one. So. <laughs> <laughs>
That is it for our show. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for talking to us. We'll be back again next week with the second half of the book. So we'll have Thessaly back, and we will finish this work, and we'll have new and interesting things to talk to about that book that you had to read in high school. Um, so join us again for that. If you have any feedback for us, send it to us. Uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep, where you will also see, I'm hoping, a picture of Thessaly's cat. I have two, yeah. So check out pictures of Thessaly's cats. What are their names? Catberry and Horatio. Catberry. Mm-hmm. This Catberry tastes like catberries. <laughs> Actually, it's a reference to to Shakespeare because there was a character named Dogberry. In oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Is this like uh, is this like Dilberry the comic strip? <laughs> Where everyone just gets the same the name of what they are with Bert at the end. Yeah, I'm Thessaly Berry. I you mean, are. You can call me that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so check that out uh, at uh, at facebook.com slash read it and weep. Thank you. Uh, oh, also, Thessaly, take a second. Do you have anything that you like? Is there something that the uh, the fans could go find of yours? I recently uh, co-edited a zine called Girl Crush uh, at Ooh. girlcrushzine.tumblr.com, which is fun and worth checking out girlcrustine.tumblr.com and we'll put a link to that in the show notes and on facebook and all kinds of stuff so check that out and tell us a little bit more about it what's going on in this zine uh it's a zine about girl crushes which is you know kind of like a 90s term for describing your admiration for another lady and we have some cool contributors like starly kine of this american life jennifer egan who wrote a visit from the boom squad leanne shapton who's a you know really cool illustrator emma straub uh, me, my co-editor Jenna Wortham, who's a tech reporter at the New York Times, and lots and lots of other lovely ladies. Wow, that that is excellent! So definitely, everybody, go check that out right away. And I know you, I know we have the Tumblr people out there, so follow the crap out of that Tumblr, and then put the little heart thing next to all of her posts, so that she gets the email saying somebody put a heart thing next to your post. The people love that. And last thing, when you're when you're on when you're on our Facebook page, uh, what is the word for? Uh, uh, rem- reminding, we just want to know the word for when you get cock blocked by a nosebleed or other <laughs> similar facial ailment. <laughs> yeah, you know, eyebrow rickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, that's great. it. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Now, Hackley said, if I had his, d- I would too.